everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes Podcast. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the latest episode. If you want more information about life coaching with me, go to greatbigyes.com. And you can also email me at greatbigyes1 at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under at greatbigyes. I hope to connect with you soon. All right. Enjoy this episode. All right. Well, I'm so glad you guys are here. I am driving in the car, which you know is my favorite place to record a podcast. And I'm thinking about the talk I had with my friends, the last podcast, where I was chatting with my friends about friendship and parenting. And something came up in that chat that comes up a lot, and I think it's just really important. And it's that we mentioned, um, you know, you have to take care of yourself first. My friend Cindy was talking about how just being able to drop off her child at my house and go for a run was so um, invigorating to her, so refreshing, so renewing, that she could then be a better mother if she took care of herself. And so this is a theme of my life. I'm a yoga teacher, and I'm really into self-care and oils and uh, taking baths and going for walks and working out and all of it. And so I'm a big fan of that for sure, you know, putting on your oxygen mask before you can help anyone else put on their oxygen mask, right? And so that's a really big um, topic, I think, for women. I think that there's a lot of women who may have this idea, and maybe they don't even realize they have this idea, but in the back of their mind, they think that taking care of themselves is selfish. And so I want to address that today. Taking care of yourself is not selfish. Taking care of yourself is a necessity so that you can do the work that you're here to do. Now, you may be the owner of your own company. You may be heading up a ministry. You may be a stay-at-home mom. You may be going to school. You may be starting your first job out of school. And there may be something in the back of your mind that says, I'm, and maybe there's not even anything that says it, but your actions show that you're putting yourself last. So this is not always something we're aware of, right? And often we get to a point in our lives where we are no longer, we're on autopilot, we're no longer, or maybe we never have, looked at our feelings or our thoughts that are creating our feelings or our beliefs that are creating our thoughts that are creating our feelings. And so we start to go, we start to get sick. And so we get physically ill because we're not taking a good look at our mental wellness. And I think this is a heads-up moment for most of us, a lot of us. It's come to a head where we're sick, and we can no longer ignore the fact that we haven't taken care of ourselves. And so I think it's kind of fascinating, and this is probably a whole nother subject for a whole nother time, but when we go to a doctor sometimes and we have anxiety, 
score, we feel stressed or we don't feel well. Wait, let me take that back. We go to the doctor because we don't feel well physically. Something's happening. And we go to the doctor and we say, tell us what, tell me what's wrong with me. And the doctor doesn't know anything except for the few minutes that that doctor has spoken to us in that office and maybe they're looking at a chart and maybe they have some background on us a little bit. I think it's fascinating how so often that doctor will prescribe us medication to deal with something they really haven't dug deep into, right? It's like a car. You can't fix your car if it's not running unless you look under the hood and see what is going on. And so, like I said, I think it's a whole other podcast, a whole other topic about medication and doctors and, you know, sometimes just feeling like they're pill pushers, honestly, um, when self-care isn't addressed. You know, if I go into a doctor and I say, I'm feeling horrible, you know, I have bruising all over my body, I'm totally exhausted, I can't sleep at night, uh, my relationships are crap, and my work is suffering, and the doctor prescribes me a sleeping pill or an anxiety pill, the truth is that doctor is being negligent. That doctor hasn't asked me, are you eating right? Are you getting enough iron? Are you um, drinking too much? Are you doing drugs? Are you smoking? Are you allowing yourself to work out, giving yourself time to work out? Um, are you drinking water? Are you addicted to anything? How's your mental health? What are you worried about? Have you had any instances in your life lately that have been traumatic? Do you have any trauma from your past that hasn't been addressed? It's the whole person that needs to be treated. And so I get furious about doctors just giving out a pill that is supposed to be the cure-all when they haven't even asked the important questions about self-care and mental health and maybe even trauma-related incidences in your life, right? So trauma and, um, like, thought patterns, belief systems, it all resides in our body. It just is sitting there. And we don't notice it or we ignore it until it comes to a point where we can't ignore it any longer. And that's been the traditional route. And then we go to a doctor and we get a pill and we keep ignoring it because now we have the, quote, solution. So a pill is never a solution. It can be a tool. Medicine is a tool. But what I'm after is wellness and wholeness. And that is 
different than just fixing something in the present day that's been brewing and festering and coming about over 50 years or 30 years, 20 years, wherever you are. When I was suffering extreme panic attacks to the point where I couldn't leave my house, um, I would leave my house because I had to work and I would go on, try to go on public transportation in Chicago and I couldn't and I was paralyzed with fear. I never had anyone in my life that talked about wellness or mental wellness or panic attacks or anxiety. This wasn't something that we talked about. This was 1994. And I was having such physical symptoms, I could not ignore them. Everything was just this heightened sensibility And it was like, I was so afraid. And I went to a doctor thinking I was having a heart attack. I had an EKG, nothing, you you know, go go ahead, you're fine. It's nothing. I went back again for the same symptoms. And this doctor asked me the most important question of all. She looked right at me and she said, tell me what's going on in your life. And I said, well, you know, I can't breathe. I can't. And she said, no, no, no. What's going on? What's going on in your relationships, in your work, in your life? Has anything happened to you? And I said, yes, I got married a month ago. And then I was held up at gunpoint. And she goes, Okay. 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 You have PTSD. You're having panic attacks. And then she said, I'm going to show you how to breathe. (laughs) And you guys, I will tell you with every ounce of my being in that moment, I would have rather had her say, I will give you a subscription, a prescription, sorry, a pill, a fix. I wanted that doctor to take away my pain. And my pain was showing up as physical. And it was real. But that doctor knew that my pain was emotional. And it was mental. And it was based on fear. When she taught me to breathe that day, she gave me the greatest gift that she could possibly give me. She taught me that within myself, I have the tools to be well. She didn't say these words, but I know now, 25 years later, that what she showed me that day is that I am created 
with the tools to take care of myself. And when I needed help and went to someone for help, she was able to recognize that I don't need a pill. I just need to breathe in a different way. Now, hear me. I've done lots of studying of trauma, and I'm a trauma-sensitive yoga teacher, and I understand that this is simplified. And I don't mean that the only thing we need to do is take a few deep breaths. Talk therapy is awesome and necessary and important and transformative. But if you don't change anything within the body and you only talk about it, it's incomplete therapy. So I believe, and it's not just me, read the book if you suffer from trauma or you work with people who do. Hopefully you have heard of the book, The Body Keeps the Score. But what happens is it, this pain, this grief, even grief, right? Grief manifests in the body. Fear manifests in the body. And so we can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but until we bring our body into the healing, we won't be completely healed. And I know I'm on such a tangent here, and we can go into all of this at another time. But the reason I tell this story is until I learn to breathe properly in order to get myself out of a fight-or-flight response to an imagined danger. Let's be clear. It was imagined danger after that point. I was not in danger. And so all the times when I would say or tell somebody, I need to go to the hospital, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I'm dying, which was very real to me, people would think, and they would say, you're fine. Everything's fine. You're not in any danger. You're fine. But my body was betraying me, or that's the way I saw it. My body was betraying me. And now I know the truth. My body loves me and was speaking to me and was ringing the alarm bell. And because God is sovereign and he loves me, he used that incident to lead me on a path to yoga, teaching yoga, teaching trauma-sensitive yoga, life coaching, and helping people claim authority in their own lives, body, mind, and soul. So that's one example of a body sending warning signals to a brain and to a person saying, you can't ignore what's going on any longer. And that's one example. And I know there are many, many, many. This is one example of a doctor who was present, aware, 
and holistic enough in herself and in her practice to understand that everything can't be fixed by a pill and many things might be made worse by that. And so she went to something natural and something holy, which is our breath. You know, when God first breathed that breath into us and gave us life, it was not just the beginning. It's the thing we use to return to that source. To me, deep breathing is prayer. I don't need to say a word. Me understanding that deep breathing is healing is is like me just raising my hands and my life in gratitude to the one who gave me breath and continues to give me breath. And so self-care could be just breathing. Self-care could be meditating. Self-care could be taking a bath. For me, self-care is not getting a massage or getting a manicure. To me, and this is just me personally, those things feel like tasks on a to-do list. Not the massage, because I don't do that regularly. But I wish I did. Um, So that would be a little different. But, like, getting a manicure, getting a pedicure, like, that's just sort of like showing up put together. Like, I just feel like I need to do those things. I don't get much relaxation or rejuvenation about uh, from them. So for me, it's not a girl's day out at the spa drinking champagne. That, to me, is not my self-care. If it's yours, great. Find what's yours. Mine is deep conversations with other people who are seeking lives of awareness and feeling empowered in their life to make choices and changes that allow them to live in abundance. It's talking to people like you guys who are interested in this work, who are interested in personal development, who are wondering, like, who am I and what am I here for? That, to me, is self-care. How can I read more about that, learn more about that, hear more about that? How can I be in community with people who care about that? How can I live an awakened life? Self-care for me might mean walking the dog or riding on the Peloton bike or hiking. It might mean connecting with a friend and having like a really good belly laugh. It might mean telling someone the truth about something that I have never before spoken. It might mean setting boundaries. So whatever your self-care is, whatever feels like an oxygen mask to you, I don't just invite you, I implore you to do it. Put that thing on. Breathe deep. The world doesn't need more people that are numb 
checked out, overwhelmed, too busy, completely stressed, with no boundaries, not making conscious choices. The world needs doctors who treat the whole self and patients who understand their whole selves. You taking care of yourself is not selfish. And this is one of those things that I think if you grow up in church, a lot of times the message is that you need to serve at all costs, including the cost of your own mental wellness and clarity and sanity. Many people who grew up in church have this idea that they're not supposed to set boundaries, that it will always be a yes to everybody who asks anything with regard to ministry or serving. Even at the expense of yourself, your health, and your own family. And maybe you've never heard anyone even say that before, and now you're going, wait, do I think that? Yes, take that thought captive. When we're more worried about what Janie on the other end of the line thinks of us when she's about to dump a whole bunch of work on us because somebody else quit on her and that kind of thing, and we feel like we have to do it if we're a good Christian girl, we're good, we're good girls, we're giving, we're, we're good, we can do this. Even though we know we don't have the time, we don't have the energy, it'll affect our family time, it'll take away from any kind of peace that we have. When we put that other person and their needs first, in that situation, we've done ourselves a disservice, and I don't believe that we're acting out of a servant's heart. We're acting out of a martyr's heart. And I think we need to be very careful. God asks us to serve. He asks us to give. He gives us opportunities to do so. But there are seasons in our life where we have to, in every season we have to set boundaries, there are seasons in our life where we have to say no. I don't think God wants us to be miserable just so we look good to the Women's Ministry Committee at church. How much better can we serve our communities, our families, and the Lord if we are in total awareness, we've set boundaries, we're healthy, body, mind, and soul, and we're excited about what we're doing. So I invite you today, the question I want to ask you today is, are you believing the lie that self-care is selfish? And then I want to ask you, how 
have you been taking care of yourself? And then I want you to consider how might you be able to take care of yourself in the future. All right. I want to hear what you think, you guys. I want to hear what you're thinking. I want to hear where you're going with this. I also want to invite you. I am starting an online group coaching community, and it is so exciting. I don't have all the details worked out, and I'm putting it together. One of the things that, for me, I'm just learning all about. I have all the content. I have everything I want to say and do and and build community with you guys, and I'm doing a lot of it here online, but I'm going to do more. I want to go deeper with you. I want this work, this coaching work is transformative, and I want to be in that space with you so we can transform our lives and, and support one another while doing it. And so this is going to be a coaching community for people who want to go deeper online. If you've been intrigued by my post, if you've been interested in what I'm talking about in the podcast, if this is your jam, if you're interested in personal development, you want to join this group. We want you in this group. Um, It's going to be uh, $29 a month, so much less than a one-on-one coaching arrangement. So for those of you who want to just figure out kind of how to begin this whole process, you know, it's funny because I'll do a podcast or I'll do a workshop or something and people have those moments where they're like, oh, I love this. This is such great work. And then it's kind of that mountaintop moment. You forget all about it. I don't want that for you. I want that ongoing transformative experience of coaching. I want to be available to you. Um, I'm going to do monthly videos, so everyone will receive a monthly video, and then a monthly Q&A call where you can come on and get coached. Um, You'll have priority access to me if you do want one-on-one coaching. Um, We're going to run some different events and specials and exciting things through the online group, so you will have access to things that are different than um, others, and you'll have access to community. And so this community piece is huge. So I want you there. I need you there. We need you there. Everyone who's interested in claiming authority over their lives, taking every thought captive, making decisions that lead them into a future of abundance and wellness and wholeness, body, mind, and soul. If this kind of work interests you, if you have a business that you're starting and you're feeling fearful, if you want to lose weight and you're feeling stuck, if you uh, are a mom who's feeling overwhelmed, this program is going to take you from overwhelmed and dissatisfied with your life. It's going to take you from that into being clear-headed and confident and courageous and building the future that you want, the one that you are designed for, so you can live in abundance. I can't wait to just get this rolling, and so I'm going to go ahead and do it. It's not done. (laughs) If you want to be a founding member who comes alongside me and supports me on this journey as I'm stepping out into my great big yes, I want you to join me. 
It's going to be $29 a month. That's going to be the founding fee. If you are a founder, you're grandfathered in, that's your cost forever. There's a lot of other things in the works, and I'm going ahead and um, uh, building a course and different courses online, and so I'll be offering those as well, and other people will be coming into the online group. Um, they, If they're coming at a higher rate, you don't have to worry. You will always be at the founder's rate. If you are interested in being one of the founding members, I am offering you something very special. And so I will offer each founding member a one-on-one -on -one coaching session for one hour. Free. Where we can talk about where you are, where you want to go, and strategize for how to get there. And then this coaching online group will be the catalyst. Maybe that, that coaching conversation is the catalyst. This online coaching group is going to be the maintenance of it. It's going to be the kick in the pants every month. It's going to be the accountability group, the resource group. You guys, I'm reading, writing, learning, listening all the time. I'm obsessed with learning. And I will be sharing. I will be curating content for you. I will be providing you with any resource I find that will help you on your journey to just total wholeness, wellness, abundance, and joy. I want you on that community as a founding member. We're going to start in November. And the reason we're going to start in November is because of the holidays. And I want to help you navigate through the holidays how to keep calm and peaceful and reclaim the holidays as a joyful time for you, no matter what's going on with all the people around you. How can you take every thought captive? How can you create a space of peace? How can you be a peacemaker? and not just a peacekeeper. And I don't mean for everybody else, but for yourself. And so that's going to be our topic in November. And I'm beyond, beyond excited. So join me. Um, if you're interested in joining, head over. Actually, no. If you're interested in joining the group and you're hearing it on the podcast and you don't know where to find me, email me at greatbigyes1 at gmail.com. If you go over to Instagram at Great Big Yes, you can join to receive the newsletter. Once your name goes on there, I am going to be sending out information to everybody about how to join the group. So I want you on the mailing list so you don't miss the information about how to join the group. You can DM me on Instagram. You can DM me on Facebook. You can call me if you have my number. You can text me if you have my number. You can email me at greatbigyes1 at gmail.com. I want to build a community of like-minded people who are ready to take total authority over their own lives, who understand that their thoughts create their feelings, and their feelings create their actions, and their actions create their results. If you don't like the result you're getting, we're going back to the thought and taking it captive. We're not going to just 
try to fix our actions without going deep. It's kind of like the medicine example. I'm not going to give you some magic pill that's going to make you happy that you're going to live the rest of your life in happiness without addressing your thoughts because your thoughts change everything. Change your thoughts, change your life. Yeah. So join me. I'm super excited. I love you guys. I'm so glad you're here. Commit to some self-care this month and ask yourself, how am I going to take care of myself today and for the rest of my life? All right. I love you guys.